I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. You're listening to Room 104. Get in touch. 0876797104. Now, over the last number of years, I do think that the Irish rap scene has gone from, I don't want to say people would have dismissed it, but the production and the quality and the music that's coming out has been getting better and better and better and better. And one of the people who has always been at the core of that whole scene is Paul Allwright, a.k.a. Lethal Dialect, and delighted to say he's on the line with us now. Paul, thanks a million for popping on the show tonight. Uh, not at all. Thanks uh, for asking me and for the continued support throughout the years, as always. No, no worries, man. I mean, you, as I said, like, like everything, right, there's some people who do whatever they're doing really, really well, and yep. some people who do it badly, and... You do it very well. You do it very well, let's be honest. Thanks very much. I'd like to think so. <laughs> I'm still doing it this long. Yeah. Thank God I'm not doing it badly yet. That'd be a bit worrying. I was reading an article earlier on of yours from back in the day talking about when you were gigging in the uh, infamous Eamon Doran's back in the day, one of your first gigs and stuff. And I it think was the first, yeah. Oh, the first one was in, in yeah, Doran's. And, that was the one, yeah. Uh, you know, you talked about in that one going from what I would imagine a lot of Irish rappers do is that when they're starting out they might put the American twang on and, and do that but you decided to move completely away from that and embrace I suppose being from Dublin and being from Irish on stage Yeah definitely um, one of the the group we were actually supporting that night was uh, Urban Intelligence and they were sort of one of the first pioneers I guess you could say in the Dublin hip hop scene for using our own accents and that and uh, we were supporting them with American accents and the reaction they got off the two lads was in there. Uh, <clears throat> was a very nice we'll say so uh, yeah. so they, that kind of encouraged me then I remember being a bit pissed off by the, the, the reaction and I said you know I'm going to I'm going to go back and write something in my own accent and give it a shot and uh, it just kind of stuck then I think once you find your own natural voice yeah. it, it never leaves you but it's an insecurity thing as well and I was only young at the time you know and uh, I grew out of it thank God but it's an insecurity thing and I think it's something that's a little bit more deep rooted with the Irish psyche you know we don't really like hearing in our own accent back I mean even to this day is you know you're just saying in the intro there hip hop's gone from strength to strength in this country but I mean the reason it's done so is because people have heard it internationally like across the water in the UK and the US and they love it over there and only then the word is people say oh well it has approval you know in another yeah. place so maybe we can jump on board you know so I mean we are uh, we do hate ourselves as a nation <laughs> yeah pretty much in everything same with acting as well which you probably know very much so as well the, the Irish accent yeah. The thing yeah, that yeah. Everyone else loves our accent, bar us. Yeah, we're like not shocking. So in an Irish film, we're like, oh god, but everyone yeah. else thinks it's deadly. So it is. It's a you know, and I think as, as it keeps going, you know, the creative stuff we're putting out as country is 
it's top stuff, you know, it's competing on an international level. We're punching well above our weight, so as we just keep doing it, I think it's something that hopefully we become a little bit more confident at doing it. I mean, because I, I would imagine starting out, like if you're in a rock band, it's mm-hmm. very easy being a rock band because you have so much exposure to it and there's so many examples of what you can follow, but like Irish rap, literally, well, I, I don't know how long the scene has been, but there's been very few people to look up to that would say, you know, this is how you do it, or, you know, to put a different spin on it. You're kind of going into uncharted territories, which I imagine for a lot of people who are doing it, and it's, as you said, it's the insecurity. It's not having a clear defined path or yeah. style or, or sound to go by. I feel like it's harder, though. I feel like rap is a little bit harder than any other genre. I don't know why I can't repeat the same line over and over again (laughs) well that too as well yeah but I just think it's obviously it's a skill that a lot of people can't do like I could never be go on rap there I can't like (laughs) Eminem is probably my favourite artist of all time and uh, I think he's he's amazing at what he does but I I could not (laughs) just rap like he does and be able to like link everything into a story I mean every song you write there's a story behind it and it's it's real to you and to what you're going through or whatever Um, and then at the same time it's catchy yeah I mean it's it's, you know for me it was always something that I had to do it wasn't something I decided to do you know Uh, I was just when I was when I was 16, 17, and I was writing me for sort of, I started off as poetry and then became uh, rap versus sort of, um, when I was writing that, it was either write and get it off my chest or I was going to explode, you know, uh, that was the feeling. So it's just something that's always been there. Um, and then it's the same with anything, you know, nobody starts out perfectly polished. It's something that you have to work on. I'm over doing it over 10 years now, so as we say, if, if I'm, not in a polished state at this stage as you give it up. <laughs> and how has it changed since when you began? Um, just more acceptable, really, you know. Um, like when I was starting out, when I was 17, 18, the only you'd get called Tetra Pack quicker than you get booked in for the festival slot. And thankfully that's not the case now, you know. It's, it's like absolutely no surprise to see a festival dominated with young Irish hip-hop acts. Um, that wasn't the case when, when we were starting out, you know. Uh, and it's great to see. What have you been up to the last couple of years? Because I know you had the initial uh, two albums, was LD50 Part 1 and 2. Um, yeah. And I said the standard, if you haven't, go online and search for Lethal Dialect stuff and the video production quality of your music videos. Brilliant. And a lot of the, the again, Irish hip-hop rappers is insanely good. And yeah. the production is insanely good. But what have you been doing since the last album? And I know you're working on new music now. What's been, what have you been doing in the middle? Uh, I went through a little phase of writer's block there, which was, the longest phase I've went since I've been writing since I was 16 which is like nearly 15 years ago and I thought that was it so I kind of I'm trying to stay off Twitter now but I did that thing where you go on Twitter and say what you're feeling at the time and then regret and I was like I'm finished you know I'm retired and uh, I I really genuinely thought I was finished you know because as I say it was the longest stretch and uh, I won't lie even to write this one you know I've had to dig a little bit deeper it's just I think the last album was quite intensive yeah and you just need a little bit of time to let the well replenish, um, as they say. And so, uh, yeah, basically, did you, just did you, did you actually think that like that was that was it now? And Paul's going to have to yeah, get a job yeah, in the civil yeah. service, like yeah, because I've been quite prolific. Like, if there's one thing you know, I can say that I am uh, the closest thing I could give myself to a compliment would be that I'd be quite prolific with the writing, you know. And it's it'd be the longest stretch I've ever went without even writing a verse. And so I just thought it was gone, you know. I thought it was completely finished, and I got a bit panicky. Yeah. Uh, and sort of announced it. But in a weird way, I think I almost needed to say I was finished with it. 
in order to allow the well to replenish in a weird way, you know. Yeah, definitely. Um, because mm-hmm. once I sort of once I sort of brushed my hands of it, I took a bit of pressure off myself, and then it kind of started to flow again. Yeah, do you find that where you're kind of sitting there and you could be one day you just get up, you could get up during the night and you're like, I just have so much to write down here and you just, you could go for hours and then other days you're going, okay, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to spend the next three hours writing something and you just can't do it. Do you find that like it depends on the day, the mood, the what's going on in your life or does it just sporadically come to you? Yeah, it's hard to say. Most of the stuff now I write in my head, you know, I I keep, going over it and over it in my head and then when it's quite technical I have to write it down and lay it out because it could be a lot of different bars and ideas floating around but yeah most of the time it comes to me but it wasn't coming to me at all you know I wasn't even thinking of the bars um, and the lyrics and the song I did it just wasn't happening at all and one of the scariest things actually was I, I did I couldn't listen to the music I grew up listening to, you know, to that soulful boom back stuff, which was what got me into writing in the first place. I couldn't listen to it, um, probably because it was a reminder that I wasn't able to write, you know, <laughs> and it yeah. became a little bit of a, it became a, a bit of a mirror. And so I just, I went through a phase of not even listening to any, anything I grew up listening to for about a year. So it was a weird one. What was the moment when, you know, after you posted saying I'm done and dusted, thank you and good night. What was the moment when you you knew you weren't done? Uh, I had the Spotify playlist on cleaning the apartment. I didn't even have hip hop on the Spotify playlist. I, I I had it all banned. No one was allowed to play it. I couldn't listen to it because it was just breaking me hard. And then uh, there's an amazing boom back producer called Damio the Fudge Monk. Very funky name. But he slipped onto the playlist somehow. He has an instrumental album called Vignettes. And this instrumental came on and I, I must have wrote about three verses in the space of two hours. And it was almost like it was the backlog <laughs> from when yeah. I hadn't been writing. Because it was like, this is a crazy patch I'm on now. And before I knew it, I had nearly half an album done, which was when I, when, when I announced that I was going to do the album, you know. So, uh, yeah, this creativity thing, it's a, it's a strange game. It is a strange game. I find that the same with, uh, I was writing a script there for a film. And like that, I was I went through a really tough time. And I just sat down and it just all fl- flowed out of me. And I was writing pages and pages and pages of stuff. Really good stuff. And then like that. It just stopped, and it still it still hasn't come back to me. But hopefully, yeah. That's and actually, funnily enough, when you were saying earlier, Cormac, about what I've been doing when I wasn't writing, like I'll always write in some shape or form. Um, but when I wasn't writing music, uh, I was actually working on scripts and things like that, you know, because I've, I've long suspected that my strong point mightn't necessarily be performing or even recording. And these are things that didn't really come naturally to me. That I sort of had to teach myself how to be better at. Yeah, uh, to kind of be more of an all-rounder but um, you know when I sit down even I mean even when I'm playing songs live it's quite difficult to translate in a, in a live setting because I write very story heavy songs you know and I had to ask myself the question am I prepared to do what's necessary in order to create some more live friendly songs and the answer was no so I long suspected the storytelling might be the um, the strong point and to focus on that a bit more and you know yeah, working with yeah, John yeah. Connors and stuff like that he he sort of encouraged me just to just to just to write in a different format and so I've been working on a writing with, with him on a project and again with the with the film stuff I hate saying that even because uh, you know yourself how, how difficult it is to get yeah. the film and stuff off the ground you know at least with music you can write record and self-release but there's so much red tape with, with anything yeah. in the film industry you know mm. Yeah, that's mad because I know you were obviously in Cardboard Gangsters with Sean and it's funny, finding a different vehicle to do what you want to do anyway and I imagine sometimes it's 
as you said, it's probably like growing up where you get a little bit more mature and go, no, I have to do the rapping and the performing, that's it. And then you kind of step yeah. back and go, well, hang on, maybe, maybe I can do the same thing in a different platform or a different medium and it might, it might suit better. Yeah. That's a weird, makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I think, you know, I'd be very surprised if I do another album after this one, you know, I think, uh, I think it'd be a nice finisher because the reason I sort of came back was because the, LD50 series was supposed to be a trilogy and I get a message every single day off the diehards asking me when's part 3 coming out when's part 3 coming out even when I wasn't writing so I kind of owed it to them the people who have been supporting from day one but you know I really really enjoying writing scripts and it's the exact same feeling you know it's storytelling but it's just in a different format and the beauty of it is um, as we were talking about earlier the constraints when you're writing a song and having to make it all rhyme and having to tell a story and then having to make it catchy the beauty is when I start writing scripts one of the first pieces of feedback I got was the beats are great and the, the flow of, of the story is great. And I think that's because I've been working, writing so, for so long with a very format-heavy musical genre and now I kind of have the freedom to, to go mad, you know? But it always has that natural structure to it. That's so, what I mean, uh, that, that's ingrained in the back of your head somewhere anyway. Absolutely, yeah. So, you know, it's, it's really informed the, the, the few bits I've written, which is very interesting. So I, I could definitely see myself settling down because, I, you know, as I say, I have this album done, but I'm in the 30s now and I can only stretch it so long, you know, with the, with, with the hip-hop stuff. It's a, it's, a young, it's a young game, you know? God, that's mad. So uh, let me, I just want to ask you one quick CV question or annoying job interview questions. Like, do you, yeah. any, do you have any idea where you see yourself in five to ten years? Probably it's the same boat because five to ten years ago I had all these grand plans of where I was going to be and I'm still in the same boat I was in then. So realistically in the same boat but optimistically uh, I suppose as I say I'm really enjoying the script writing and if I could get something off the ground with that because I think that's the problem you kind of hit with the writing is that it's like the chicken and the egg because a lot of the, the writing sort of events and stuff like that they put on are opportunities rather than events uh, you, you need to have one produced work you know so I'm missing out on a lot of stuff because I haven't got that one produced piece of work but I'd love to get that and then see where it goes Paul all you have to do is turn the whole script into an Irish short film or oh, you will get about 200 grand and then the funding gets started will be tax free yeah. as well it'll be then. amazing God, well the girlfriend is a Gregor so we'll, we'll definitely oh, have to look ah, into there that there we go Paul we've just sorted your life out happy days <laughs> that's where you are in 10 years time that's a, that's a million living, dollar idea yeah, right there you're living down the gale took your head up TG Cahar and you're just going this is easy lads this is phenomenally easy yeah. my god yeah although they're, they're dropping her off the syllabus now or they're, they're oh, saying they're uh, going yeah, to yeah Typical so, when uh, I leave school. Yeah, yeah, me too. And do you know what? I would have loved to learn it, but I would. It's just I think the way it's taught, you know, it's, oh, uh, it's insane. Oh, we were it's literally so talking about this a couple of weeks ago. I mean, the only thing I don't remember—not I remember the odd word or whatever—but I just remember it being harder than English. So my second language, the course itself, being yeah. hey, the Irish course, being harder than English, and being about the most batshit crazy things about a murder on a dart, <laughs> about a drug dealing son, about like absolute misery. It sounds like trauma. one of my songs there, Carmen. <laughs> Hang on, it's all coming out now. Hang on a second, no. <laughs> we were just listening to Lethal Dialect back in Irish. It was ridiculous. No, but it's such yeah, such a difficult. Don't drop it. Make it make it a bit more crack. Make it a bit more yeah, interesting definitely. and useful. And and uh, yeah, th- th- yeah. Anyway, that's a discussion for for. 
another night. Anyway, the, so the third, now the LD50 Part 3 is coming uh, very, very soon. And I know you're doing a gig uh, tomorrow week. Uh, what are the details around that? So we have support from your old uh, skill mate, Costello, and ah, DJ no Scorpio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's still flying, still rocking away. Ah, uh, he's, he's, he's really, um, if you haven't checked out Costello as well, check him out because uh, he'd be probably my favourite Irish rapper. Uh, he's just very soulful and very in tune and amazing stuff. So we've Costello and DJ Scorpio who uh, used to DJ for me before I was doing stuff with the band and I'm back with the DJ now because the band is great but it's a nightmare trying to get six people to correlate all the time. Oh, imagine, <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine that Google Calendar? Mother no. God. <laughs> <laughs> and of course everyone always has because you know there's, there's obviously not much money in uh, in Irish music. Uh, as an independent so everyone always has the paying gigs which would be like doing trad sessions yeah. or whatever the case is or uh, filling in with, with other bigger bands and stuff like that so it, it was tough so uh, it's great to be back with Scorpio and having a, having a bit of crack with it again and uh, it's a hell of a lot easier just bringing in the CDJs and going for it yeah and then having bands you know annoying the shit out of each other on a, on a stage down in the Workman's but it is the Workman's Friday week isn't it? Workman's Friday, Friday week and uh Tickets are only ten euro, so cheaper than a packet of smokes. Now, you used to always say nearly a packet of smokes, but it's actually cheaper than a packet of smokes now. Yeah, and it's like uh, a, and it's healthier. A, for it's you. a pint and a half. Yeah. Well, I can't guarantee it won't be. Uh, it won't not be as bad on your vocals. But <laughs> it'll definitely be uh, healthier in the long run. Absolutely. Ha- happy day. So, if you're interested, buzz along to see. Uh, Paul Allwright, a.k.a. Little Dialect. Tomorrow week in the Workman's Club, I presume tickets will be available either Eventbrite or via the Workman's uh, and available on the door as well? Unless yeah. we get a massive influx during the week for the likes of yourselves for having me on and helping to plug the gig. So there might be any left on the door. We'll fingers, crossed, fingers, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed we'll have a sold-out yeah. gig uh, next Friday. Anyway, listen, Paul, thanks for popping on this evening and very best of luck with the third and final part of the album. No problem at all. Thanks again for having me, guys. FM 104's Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalong. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.